The world has changed. I feel it in the water. I feel it in the earth. I smell it in the air. Much that once was is lost, for none now live who remember it. It began with the forging of the great rings. Three were given to the elves, okay, I'm done. The world has changed indeed, man. That was from my favorite movie ever, my favorite trilogy or series of movies, Lord of the Rings. And, man, I guess to get right into it, to draw that analogy, to draw that analogy out from Lord of the Rings to what's going on now, it's, yeah, man, it's, we are kind of, we're embarking away from an age of humanity. And that's a big statement, but I really think about it. What has happened in the past 20 years or so? I mean, let's take it back literally 20 years, 1999, the advent of American online computers, being able to connect with people on the World Wide Web, the Internet becoming a big thing, uh, one desktop PC becoming a household kind of staple in the in the average American home. Then that kind of flourishing into laptop access and then people, um, mobile, mobile cellular devices kind of branching off of, you know, telecommunications being a part of the whole tech, tech bus, uh, tech boom. So then you have, you know, kind of 2003, 2004, like teenagers walking around with flip phones. Flip phones are accessible. You can text each other. Texting is becoming a thing. We're communicating via, you know, letters on a, on a screen, um, you know, in our parents' basement while we're, you know, it's, 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 so then that happens. And then it just, then, then we have instant messenger and then we go into from instant messenger, um, to Facebook in 2005 to then YouTube. I think it was 2005, 2006, where people can upload videos from around the world. And then Facebook just gets more and more advanced. And then our parents start using Facebook in 2008 or 2009. And then around 2010, Facebook goes mobile and phones have gone from flip phones to this thing called smartphones where you can check the weather, you can do traffic updates, you can search the web, fucking look at porn. It's a mini computer where you can have Facebook on it. And then that goes into app development like Facebook, mobile, Instagram, right? 2010, and then Instagram blows up and all this just snowballs into what we have now, which is just a world of people who have instant access to anything in terms of video production, in terms of putting yourself, your opinion, your voice, everything out there, when we literally used to live in a world where that was all controlled by this, it was all controlled by a group of people, for lack of a better term, or entities, or whatever you want to call it, with money, that chose what to put out there on the airwaves, and... It's truly remarkable what has happened to the world and the technological advancements. And we are in a new age. The earth is changing. Things are changing. In a documentary called 2012 that was documenting the end of the earth, what's so fascinating about this, people I think forgot about the whole 2012, December 21st, end of the world 2012 thing. I was watching a podcast with Joe Rogan interviewing Jonathan Haidt, who's a social psychologist at New York University. And in the clip, they're discussing suicide, self-harm, 
and depression, feelings of loneliness, statistics, and how those figures have skyrocketed in recent years. And most notably is those those figures have have gone up kind of in proportion to the numbers of accessibility people have had to smartphones and technology. And they directly draw this correlation to quote unquote social media, which is a big term. And I think people use it a little too liberally social media, like social media is so bad and social media, this social media, that no wonder people are depressed. But, you know, again, it's one of those buzzwords that people don't really know what it means. They just they just say it because they heard it on some news report, social media, social media. And it's just kind of like, well, let's delve into it. So these statistics and like depression, loneliness, suicide, self-harm and like, you know, I myself can admit that like there are times where I feel extreme depression and, and loneliness and um, I can directly relate it to me rolling out of bed and fucking looking at Instagram first thing. Like no wonder if I'm looking at some person who took a picture of like some gorgeous girl like with her ass out in Fiji, you know, <laughs> You know, and then and then the next clip, then, and then you scroll over to like the the bundle of videos that can be on one post, and the next post is her doing like some exercise or workout because I follow like fitness hashtags, and it's like no wonder people feel fear of missing out and loneliness and depression and all that. You know, I mean, is it there? There's no no wonder. You know, I don't even need to draw the conclusion on that. We get it. So then, okay, so social media and all of all of this is is happening, and suicide rates, depression, self harm. And, you know, I think it's we're quick to condemn social media, but here's the fact of the matter. And I'm going to tie this in now with the new age of consciousness and 2012, you know, and Lord of the Rings, the opening quote, the world has changed. I feel it in the earth or whatever. Um, the world has changed in the Mayan calendar, as everyone pointed, pointed it out in 2012, describe the ending of the world but then you know people when you actually talk about it it's it was the ending of an age it was the ending of one of their um long calendar ages which is up i think five thousand something years and it you cannot deny that we've kind of we're kind of being ushered into a new age of humanity with social media and connectivity seriously like I get on my Instagram when I'm watching some fucking clip of someone's birthday party in Mumbai, India. I don't know. The most random shit. But that's unprecedented. That's, that is unprecedented. Human beings... If you believe in a, connect, a collective consciousness, which I don't think it's something to believe. It's just something to kind of uphold. We are a collective consciousness as a species. And... We are now able to connect. I think that this kind of ability to connect and to be socially connected and to share ideas instantaneously around the globe, we are in its very baby infancy stages. And that's why we're finding all of the political divisiveness and all the crazy shit that's going on. But despite all the, the political divisiveness and people saying that the world is going to... Oh, the world is this, the world is that, you know, when I was younger or things weren't like this. No, actually the world is getting better economically. The world is, is humanity overall speaking overall. And especially the figures um, of third world countries, the GDP growth in countries in the, on the continent of Africa are having enormous economic growth, which is unprecedented. So, okay. The earth is experiencing growth 
things are bad, yes, but and there there is incredible injustice in this world that is extremely, extremely hard to swallow and to deal with. But that's a whole nother discussion on the topic of whether or not life will always include that. You know, if that's just a principle of the universe, the yin and the yang, suffering and triumph or suffering and joy, you know, it's just I mean, perhaps that's just a part of the package of life. And that that's that's a whole nother, I guess, podcast or ramble. But it's like okay, so we we've we've been ushered into this new age. I'm saying that right now. I, I do think okay, right, right, right. Going back to the Joe Rogan interview uh, really quick though, someone left a comment that said Maybe the world did end in 2012. Someone left a comment on YouTube and it got like a bunch of likes. It was probably the most liked comment and a lot of comment, uh, a lot of comments in reply to it. And it's crazy because that right there is an example of that right there is in of itself an example of what he's talking about. The world, the old world has ended. Now people can post things like that and spark a light in 2,000 people's minds who liked the comment. It was like like 2,000 times. Little beams of light are being lit up like that around the world. Human beings are incredible at mimicking one another. That's, that's, that's arguably the best way that we learn is through mimicry. We mimic, I mean, languages. Why do you think accents and dialects and things like that exist and kind of grow and, and kind of morph into like, why do you think language kind of morphs into this incredibly complex and, you know, even English has like 20 different dialects within the, um, and accents within, within the country of England alone. And that's because once things start, people start mimicking things. People start mimicking the way things are said. And so now you have, now you have Instagram where it's just one big fucking mimic fest. People can see videos of some guy working out in the United Arab Emirates, some bodybuilder, and you're like, oh, I like the way he's doing that. And then you go to the gym and you mimic what he's doing. Then someone sees you doing it and they mimic what you're doing. And literally that, that like, imagine that idea of mimicry, human mimicry, a trillion fold along the thread of hundreds of thousands of different topics, whether it's people who like sewing, people who are into robotics, people who are into technology, people who are into basketball. You can see videos of basketball drills. You can see videos of tennis technique, whatever you want, you can get on YouTube, you can get on Instagram and learn just by the way of, 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 of mimicry. Now, yes, you need, I think, some coaching to, to guide you through it if you really want to become a professional, professional at that thing. But it's, it's much better than, I mean, it's unprecedented the level of connectivity and what it's doing. So what it's doing is raising the con- the consciousness, the, the, the vibrational energy. And so social media, yeah, there's these problems with self-harm and depression and loneliness, but that's not, again, and this is human beings. It's a human issue. We get addicted to something fast and we it turns against us. So you can't deny that social media is, a, is an amazing tool. Just how processed food and shelf life for food was an amazing achieve, series of achievements, was being able to store food for a long time. That was an amazing achievement, and that's since led to p- perhaps various you know, preservatives being put in food, junk food, processed food, which now gives us an obesity and heart disease epidemic. There's always problems that come with good things. Surplus in food was a good thing at the time. 
And then it turned into too much food because we got addicted to junk food. We got addicted to convenience. So social media, it's all happening very fast. And I believe it was this documentary called 2012, 2012, in fact, that talks about the agricultural revolution being X amount of years, which enabled humans to domesticate themselves, which then gave them the time and energy and brain capacity to then think of things that were industrious. So then the industrial revolution happened and that time frame cut the time frame of the agricultural revolution in half because things just move faster and faster and faster as we go because one technology makes the next technology faster. So then manufacturing, the manufacturing age, right? Industrialization. So with industrialization that, that largely took place in the you know, early 20th century, you know, late 19th, early 20th century, hardcore industrialization, metals, you know, um, factories, things like that, paved the way for technological components to be made. So then there's the technological revolution, which 50s, you know, 1950s television sets, you know, military equipment started being, you know, high tech, this and that, you know, I believe the first uh, IBM computer, which is like the size of a classroom or something was in the 50s or so then you start getting like digital technologies in the 40s, 50s, you know, and onwards. And so then then that's the technological revolution. And now we're finding our we found ourselves already kind of, let's say, late 20th century entering into the. Right. So the technological. Yeah. So that connect being connected and what they called for is at the end of the technological revolution, which is the next revolution, which is going to cut the technological revolution in half is a revolution of consciousness. <laughs> Which we find ourselves in now. And I don't think that it's, it's not meant to be like a, when, when I think when people say the word consciousness, they say it in the kind of new agey way that may suggest that it means peace and love. And no, not necessarily. Becoming conscious to something at first can be very, very, very jarring and upsetting. Becoming conscious of issues around you, becoming conscious of the way the world really is. And I think, you know, there was this amazing documentary that came out in 2007. I remember this. I was in high school. Uh, I was in high school at the time when this came out. It was called Zeitgeist. And it was like the first, it was like the pioneer conspiracy theory documentary made by just some guy with the limited amount of equipment he had probably apple products at the time you know when like the macbook first came out and it really was the first conspiracy video saying like this is how we have been controlled throughout essentially the modern world of humanity through by and large part large media outlets, entertainment, um, politicians, and it draws a bunch of connections and says how basically everything's fucking false. And yeah. <laughs> so that, 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 that kind of paved the way for people to be awakened, albeit a small group of people, but it kind of paved the way for, I, I hate to use conspiracy theorists because that has since become a marginalizing term. And I'll get into why I think that the words conspiracy theorist have been turned against itself by the powers that be to make it seem like it's a kind of, you're like a loony bin. If you're a conspiracy theorist, you kind of get written off, wrote or written. I don't know. You're, you're, you're written off like you're a fucking idiot. If you're a quote unquote conspiracy theorist anyway, 
So that comes out in 2007 and that's that's an example of 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 like having internet access to see this documentary through the technological revolution I was able to watch this on the computer in my home. You know, I was able free knowledge. That's essentially what the internet is. And that doesn't come without massive massive downfalls like um that doesn't come without massive consequence of false ridiculousness and just people, I mean, just some bad shit on the internet. But just, the, God, man, the, the internet, the landscape of the internet, and, and it's just so insane. And, and then, then, it, then the technological revolution is speeding up now. Now we're in 2019 where mobile phones have essentially become, have taken the place of laptops by and large part in terms of amount of time spent on them. And now people can instantly send videos and right this whole idea of mimicry like you want to send a video of like a tricep extension for example some fucking person who's scrawny and trying to get in shape in the middle of wherever in the world say Kazakhstan I don't know because yeah I mean people in Kazakhstan now have access to that he can watch that video find a local gym or find workouts and materials in his backyard or whatever his or her and do a tricep extension and build muscle. That's improving his or her life. That is a raising of consciousness. They were made conscious to the fact of anatomy, of how to use the body for benefit and growth. It's a very basic example. but And then you can extend that to all these subjects that I said. All these disciplines. And, and not only that, you can start seeing the connections in things. Just, just Now, the price we're paying for this, this kind of high octane velocity just fucking thruster of technology technology is we're paying right now for the human error and becoming addicted to it and letting letting it be all pervasive and take over our psyches and it's inevitable that that's happening that that this is the direction the world is going i i shit on social media for good cause for the better part of the past four, three or four years, I was like, I don't want to be a part of it. It's fucking stupid. I'm not putting myself out there. I, and now I'm finding it as an invaluable tool for me. Now speaking for myself, I'm finding it an invaluable tool for me to put my artistry, my small little stupid comedic videos that show a little bit of my comedic ability or whatever out there and this podcast. I have this portable audio, professional audio setup, you know, wherever I go and I can put podcasts out there and I'm not worried about how many people are going to listen to it. I'm not worried about how many people are going to follow me on Instagram because if you just create what you want to create, you don't have to worry anymore about representation. And I, I was down, I was, I went down that road from 2014 to 2018 of being represented by an agent and kind of the traditional acting route. And that certainly still is alive and well. But the industry has shifted so much, the acting industry, that like certain talent agencies will only sign people who have a certain amount of followers, you know, and it's no like you can you could be signed to a really good agency and not have an Instagram account and be putting yourself out there. And some fucking Joe Schmo in the middle of Iowa who has no training can just film stupid shit. And if they have talent and if they're personable and they look good or whatever, they can be seen by anybody and get picked up. I mean, it's crazy the the way that it's it's operating now. I mean, in in it, I think at this point it's it. I have accepted the change, insofar as fine. Like I'm gonna use it to my advantage, and I I will try to mitigate the negative consequences of it. I do think that 
There's just so much stupidity and ridiculousness on social media. But since when has the world been without ridiculousness and stupidity and idiots and dumb people? It's just up to you to ignore those people and those stupid fucking comments and to follow the path of, of higher vibrational frequencies. Um, people like the meditation movement, for Christ's sake. People, you can go on YouTube and look up 432 hertz and meditate to that, which is a frequency that's said to raise positive vibrational awareness in the body and things like that. Whether or not you believe in that, I mean, just just the, the, the potential is crazy what's happening to humanity right now. We really, really, really at... I mean, I don't know what the next age, what the next revolution is going to be. Perhaps the revolution of thought or perception, you know, because the way we perceive the world now is totally different. Because um, now we were becoming conscious of everything. And if every age cuts that, cuts the next age, if the, every age cuts the preceding age in half time wise, it doesn't seem like we have much time until the next revolution is going to happen. Um, you know, if the industrial revolution for, you know, was, was X amount of years, I'm just throwing out a ridiculous figure, but from its inception, maybe it was 300, 400 years old. Um, you know, technological then is, is 250. No, it wasn't even technology. I mean, maybe a hundred years, the technological revolution, if you want to start it in 1930, 19, roughly. Um, 1920. So we're talking 50 years. We're talking like the age of, and that sounds about right to me by my estimation. Like I give the crazy fucking world we're in right now with all this social media and political divisiveness. Like seriously, I give it 50 years to reach a fucking boiling point for the pimple to explode. And then for us to come down with a resolution Seriously, I mean, that sounds accurate to me, does it not? I mean, think about how fast things are heating up. It's crazy. It's nuts. So then, yeah, maybe maybe the next, the next age of humanity is the age of awareness, where people are less quick to jump down other people's throats and to think that their opinion's right and that, they, like, that, that well, only what they have to say matters, you know, and maybe then that will usher in eventually the, you know, age of wisdom and then... Before you know it, man, we are fucking ascended beings who have left the physical plane. <laughs> I say that jokingly, but I, I kind of believe that, you know, that like ultimately we're not meant to be in our physical form as humanity. It sounds kind of like like egocentrical to be like humans are the chosen species of this planet. But like, dude, I do not see us stopping. I really fucking don't like Earth's resources. Mm, yeah, they're being depleted. But like we fucking we have crazy technology. We have crazy technology now, man, that that can like if a majority of the world is wiped out from whatever starvation, destruction, there's going to be those elite few motherfuckers who make it out because of whatever they had going for them. Underground bunkers, I don't even know, you know, but. No, like it's we we in it, in my opinion, I think humanity has made, has not made it, but we have secured our position as a surviving species minus a massive galactic fucking catastrophe, such as, you know, uh, a massive solar flare. Well, okay, so then, yeah, if that happens, maybe we are fucked. But I don't see a stopping at, at this point. We could go extinct, but I, I just don't see a stopping. I just, we are fucking on a roll, man, and it's, 
social media is, is, I don't know, man, it's, it's, uh, it's not necessarily a bad thing. So anyway, all right. So then relating this to being an artist and fuck it, you don't need, I'm not saying don't go out and try to seek people with higher artistic value and repertoire. You should, but you should also be working on a daily basis to put yourself out there and to connect with people via these social media tools to learn how to shoot things, editing techniques, make your own music, whatever it is. If you want to be a creative person in the 21st century, you can do it with, you, you can fucking do it with spades. If you say that you're good at something like, oh, I'm a good actor, I'm a good this, I'm a good that, put up or shut up. You can film yourself, you can put it out there, you can do that shit. So basically, like, fear, I'm kind of tired right now, I'm kind of talking like a stoner. Basically, so basically... <laughs> like fear and all that stuff, you know, about failure and all that, you can just tell it to shut the fuck up and you can get your smartphone out, which is a 4K camera most likely, and film yourself and put yourself out there, man. I'm not saying you're going to be famous, but at least you have some means of artistic expression. And here's another thing. It's like what I'm kind of going for in my artistic career at this point is like I'm splaying out my options and I'm trying to shotgun like the epicenter from which I'm operating is still as like an actor and performer. That's how I was trained. It's kind of what I've dedicated most of my life to now, what I have the most experience in professionally. And but I'm splaying that out into various avenues such as podcasting, audiobooking, voice acting. Um, I'm going to teach for a year in South Korea, which is um, for me that's going to be a whole new series of podcasts episodes. It's going to be a YouTube channel based off that. But that for me is kind of a form of my artistic expression is kind of like exploring the world, backpacking. That's a huge thing for me, exploring the world, experiencing the world, other cultures, other languages. It's so stimulating for me and it keeps me on my adventure toes and it keeps me from wanting to settle. Um, and when I'm over in Korea, I'm going to actually try to get involved in the entertainment industry through that through that through through korean entertainment which is becoming a global phenomenon and they can they use western actors here and there and there's much less of us over there so it's like there is so there are so and and i will be using social media over there i'll be using korean hashtags i'll be learning the language i'll be taking videos of myself um practicing the language i'm going to do a series where i just put the fucking camera on myself battling through studying hangul <laughs> korean you know, and people may find that interesting and some person may look at that and be like, oh, that's great. You want to collaborate? And then it turns into a channel that makes money that appeals to an audience of, let's say, 300, 400,000 people. So everyone's trying to get. And then, yeah, that leads me into this this topic. I was going to bring it up a couple minutes ago before we got on my Korean talk, Korean talk. But people want to be hyper famous. They want to like they want it all. They want all this fame. And I've I've personally experienced I have two of my class from my class in school of like the 22 of us or something two of my classmates have reached hyper fame i'm talking like they're known throughout the world interviews on stephen colbert craziness and it's like you know what that's not my path right now it could be and that'd be fucking awesome i was aiming for that but it's like i don't need to be obsessed with that anymore I don't need to be. I can cry and bitch and moan about it. Why am I not? I'm talented. Why am I not getting a chance? It's like, dude, the chances are all around me. And it's it's called putting yourself out there, putting myself out there and just, just taking stabs and shotgunning out my potential and always getting better and continuing to practice. 
That to me is a hell of a lot more active than waiting for a call for an audition in Los Angeles to put myself on tape and then to take some classes to you know, keep my chops up in between that cost like 500 bucks while you're trying to balance a serving job. And it's like, oh man, miserable. Mm, no way. So it's like you can create and be collaborative. You can put your money where your mouth is. And, but it's different. I, I get it. It is different because like if you're trained as an actor, you're trained to be an actor. Like the production side of things is taken care of for you. Like all you have to do is show up and, and act. But like, what's stopping you from getting a tripod and setting your camera up on yourself? That's not hard. Getting a microphone. Mm-mm, not hard at all. Not hard at all. So yeah, I think some technical things need to be like, you need to know some technical things when doing, when going about it this way. But like, but yeah, right. So I was aiming for like hyper fame and all that. Now it's like, you know what? I just want to be able to live the way that I want to live comfortably doing what I want to do. And in a way that raises the consciousness and vibrational frequencies of those around me and who experience my work, which is one piece of the puzzle of the age of consciousness. What am I doing? What role? And there's a lot of famous people out there who are, who aren't doing shit for humanity. They're not raising, they're not being a beacon of light at all. In fact, a lot of people are, are antithetical to that right now. And I won't even get into that, but there's a lot of people out there who think that what they're, what they're purporting is a path of righteousness and the road to hell is paved with good intentions. I'll just say, that's all I'll say about that. It's a lot of people especially in Hollywood, this disgusting fucking industry where the exact people who criticize, you know, um, who, who get on their moral, morally virtuous pedestals come from an industry that is run on immoral positioning and it's disgusting and it's hypocritical and it's a aversion tactic. Anyway, whew, another discussion, but what is, what, you know, and this is a question I'm asking myself. It's like, what's wrong with like 300,000, 400,000 followers? And I say that as if it's easy to achieve. It's definitely not, but it's certainly a more attainable goal than you're going to like hit it big on a TV show, Dan. It's like, no, dude, most actors who are on TV shows nowadays work their asses off to get that role on TV. And they're not even that famous because there's so many fucking shows. Now, if you like book something on TV or Netflix or whatever, you're not going to be famous necessarily. You'll be well known, maybe um, like amongst the people who watch that show. But no, there's so many people. There's so many fucking TV shows now. It's like, mm, you know, which crazy, which is another way to I mean, you can use that to your advantage as an actor to try to get into it that way too, to try to leverage your leverage your way in as an actor that way. Nothing wrong with going about it the quote unquote traditional route. There's nothing wrong about that. But while you're doing it, you should concurrently be pairing it with technological things. But anyway, um so it's like, it's like all right, you, you, if you have an influence, if you have a sphere of influence, like if we want to think of this in, in terms of sphere of influence, because that's what we call them on Instagram, right? Influencers. <laughs> fucking stupid, but that's true. If you think of this in terms of a sphere of influence, if you can affect 300, 400,000 people, that's a lot. That's the size of the city, not the metropolitan area, but the city of Cincinnati, for example. 300,000 people. That's a lot of people when you really think about it. But because we're humans and we always want more, 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 more fame, more this, more that, 
you know? So I'm just saying, like, I'm just giving myself a goal of like, in Korea, I, you know, in Korea too, I kind of want to do this, like, I want to affect people globally. And I think if I can affect and have like a sphere of influence in Korea and the United States, that'd be cool. If it's just Korea, that's fine. Or wherever I'm going to be in the world, or just because we're all connected in the world now, the world in general, like people from all over the world. Yeah. So if I have a global influence of like 300,000 followers, for example, whether that be like a combination of Instagram and YouTube or one or the other, um, when I'm, I'm going to start getting into more serious, well-produced content, by the way, too, I'm kind of just like tiptoeing my way in with kind of like low quality videos that are comedic in nature, but I'm going to start being more thematic with various avenues of my life. Like I'm going to have th various themes within my channel that kind of make the channel its own niche. I'm hoping maybe too general. I may have to just go niche by niche anyway. Um, but yeah, man, that's like a lot of people to affect even still. And you can definitely make a living off that with side businesses, with promotions, with interviews. Um, you know, so like, I think 300,000 people, I'll just call it right now, man, 300,000 followers or subscribers or whatever is my goal. That's a lot. <laughs> I don't know, man. Let's just start with 100,000. Fuck it. Let's knock it down. 200,000 people, 200,000 human souls and lives. Why? Why? It doesn't matter. You know, it's all hypothetical anyway. All right. 100,000. I'm going to give it 100,000. You know, we'll make it a smaller city, not quite Cincinnati. 100,000 followers, man. That is my starting goal. And if that's ultimately what I reach... I won't be upset with myself, but if I don't get there at all and I don't try to get there at all, I will be upset with myself. So I'm calling it right now, 100,000 followers I will have Instagram, YouTube, or a mix of the both or whatever next social media platform comes out there. Um, cause that's happening soon. hundred thousand people to influence in this new age of awareness of consciousness of humanity where, wow, it's crazy where you can speak these things. You can, I guess, quote unquote, speak your truth and people will listen to it and people will disagree with it and not like it. It's also a form of consciousness is it's all, you know, it's, it's not, you know, one big happy go lucky family. I mean, it's, it's going to, you know, it's not kumbaya, you know, but I'm tired as fuck. It's five twenty Eastern standard time. I'm so fucking stupid. I have been procrastinating my work like nuts. I'm reading audiobooks full time before I go to Korea, and I have so much fucking shit to do, including getting a visa. Oh, God damn it. Getting my E2 visa through Korea. Once I get to Korea, I'm not going to have any time to do anything because I'll be reading audiobooks plus teaching full time, going to the gym, and basically restarting a life over there. New cell phone, new bank account, new fucking set of friends, whoever they may be, learning Korean, walking around. Trying to fucking go shopping with puzzle language. Hangul <laughs> looks like a puzzle to Westerners. It's actually a very awesome, simple alphabet. Maybe I'll do an episode on that. Um, with her Korean everywhere. It's just going to be, I'm overwhelmed right now. I'm fucking tired. I don't know, I'm rambling. But probably going to rename the podcast to Back to Dan's Ramblings or just like Dan's Voice Journal or like Dan's Journal or something just stupid and simple. Voice Journal. <laughs> I don't like my failed dreams and what I'm doing about it. I think it's a little narcissistic in the negative mm -hmm. anyway man whatever let's get it let's get it mother gaia 
Let's get it, Mother Gaia. Hashtag Gaia2019. Raise those fucking frequencies, yo. <laughs> what a douche. All right, I will see you on the next episode when I have some more exciting, specific updates on my life.